just using a little rubbing alcohol on a cotton ball and wiping down your phones. Sometimes it's, you know, habits like that. If you're trying all these things, but you're forgetting about basic hygiene and whether you go and you, you know, talk on the phone, put the phone to your cheek, or maybe you're texting all the time and, you know, you rub your face, you put on lotion and, and so forth. So those are all big factors. Welcome to Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler's Health Show. Each week, Dr. Brian will pull the curtain back on viral TikTok health videos and label them as cap, false, or no cap, true. Even if you aren't on TikTok, now is the time to get on board, have fun, and join his podcast. Dr. Brian is a board-certified eye surgeon specializing in advanced LASIK, keratoconus, wider eyes, dry eyes, cataract surgery and reading vision improvement at the Boxer Walkler Vision Institute in Beverly Hills, California. Also, please remember, Dr. Brian is a doctor, but he is not your doctor. He is here to provide general information, not medical advice. So you should always check with your doctor before relying on any information. Welcome back to The Health Show. And on this episode, I'm really, really excited because a special guest is going to join us. Dr. Azade Shirazi, you know her from Instagram and TikTok as Dr. Ozzy, and she's a dermatologist, and she is amazing, and she is fantastic, and just such a wonderful person, and she has millions and millions of followers and just provides such amazing information. And I'm just so happy that she has taken the time out to join us. And we're gonna be talking about some videos and good derm insights and acne insights, skincare, because that's what she's all about. And she's gonna discuss also the very latest of skincare and acne treatments. And we're gonna get into that. As a matter of fact, this is gonna be a three-part series with her. So this is the first part. So let's get it started and welcome Dr. Ozzy. Very excited to have you here on The Health Show. How are you doing? Good, thank you so much for being here and happy belated birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was so absent-minded that we had actually scheduled this for yesterday night, not even realizing that, oh my gosh, it's my birthday and there's birthday dinner I've got to attend. <laughs> you know you're a busy doctor when you forget your own birthday. <laughs> well, I was just so busy with the book launch. I have to say thank you for your, your generous comments and endorsements for the book too. So I really appreciate that, Ozzy. My wife said, of, of all the things you got yesterday for your birthday, and I'm not really into a lot of stuff, but I got some, you know, a new shirt and a outfit, uh, blah, blah, blah. And she said, but the favorite was the cake that had the picture of the book on it, wasn't it? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, that was my favorite because they surprised me with this birthday cake. And she had like the, the cake people had like laser printed the book cover surprised me and it came out like that. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. So any case. That's awesome. Yeah. So so I want to first have people get to know you a little bit. So I know you did training in Kentucky, but why don't you just give us some background about yourself going back, maybe not to the womb, but just so <laughs> we get a sense of and get to know you a little more. Everyone gets to know you. So yeah, I was I was actually born in Iran, but I moved to Lexington, Kentucky when I was nine years old because at the time my family moved to the US and my father knew only one person 
And that person was in Kentucky because he married a woman from Kentucky. So that's where I moved. And that was a, a little interesting transition for me from Iran. I didn't really know any English. So I grew up there and then I slowly migrated out west after I finished my medical school at the University of Kentucky. I went to the Mayo Clinic and then on to UC San Diego for dermatology. And when I got to San Diego, having been, you know, in Kentucky for most of my adult life, I was like, wow, I woke up, there's like palm trees every day. And I was like, I'm not leaving, I'm not going anywhere. So now I've been in San Diego for almost 20 years. So I consider it my home now, yeah. Well, you're your own best endorsement because looking at you and your skin, you would have no idea. You've been in practice for 20 years. I, yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with skincare and obviously it helps to be a dermatologist. And uh, so we have a, I have a private practice in La Jolla and we have a lot of toys which we play with and lots of lasers, devices. And I uh, recently, a few years ago, um, decided to bring in some products for my patients to treat their skin and so forth because there's so much skincare out there that I thought, well, you know, I can't keep up with all of it. And slowly um, it sort of started taking off. And uh, this past March, I launched uh, my own skincare line and just keeping busy with everything and anything related to skin. That's awesome. That's awesome to have your own skincare line. I want to definitely talk to you about that after we take a look at some of these videos and discuss whether they're cap or not cap. Oh, yes. So <laughs> are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. So, Ozzy, let's roll the first one. And here we go. Hey, babes. I see that you're struggling with acne. Um, I'm going to share a tip with you that I learned a long time ago and has helped me clear my skin a lot. I still obviously get breakouts, but um, it's really helped a lot. And I've shared this with other people and it really works for them. So I'm hoping that if it helps you as well, then that's the goal. Um, the first thing I use is this. It's a, a bar of soap. It's a Mexican bar of soap called Jabon Sote. You can find it at Walmart. And um, I'll leave a picture or the name in the comments and brown sugar. I wet my face, lather on some soap. I put some in my hands, a generous amount, and then I add the brown sugar. It's open my eye, but here's the brown sugar. Exfoliate for a couple minutes. Pat dry and moisturize. Right. Okay, Ozzy, so we've got this special soap, and can you pronounce the name of that soap? It, it didn't really come in clearly. I think it's called Havon soap. Okay. And it's a Mexican soap. Yeah, it, I think it's, it's, it's Havon soap, although my, my Spanish is not great, but it's a Mexican bar soap. It's funny because my nurse, who is from Mexico, had brought me this soap a few months ago and she's like you know have you seen this on tiktok it's it's gone viral on tiktok and i'd never realized that it was anything special because it was always just the soap that we used from the local you know mexican market in 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 tijuana so i actually have that soap in my office because <laughs> it's actually going to look into it 
that's where I want to now jump in here. So using that soap with brown sugar, this sounds like a spa treatment, but it's not at the spa. This is for at home for your skin and for acne. So Dr. Ozzy, is this cap or not cap? Well, it's it's not cap in a sense that, you know, soap is by nature antibacterial, right? So if you're going to clean your skin with a with a cleanser or a bar soap, it's going to get rid of bacteria. It's going to get rid of dirt and, you know, help get the day off your skin. And that's going to be helpful for acne. Now, the second portion where she puts the sugar, the raw sugar on the skin, that is a, you know, is physically exfoliating. And the problem is the sugar grains or granules can have sharp edges. They can be uneven in their size and their texture. So potentially, if you've got acne, you could get some micro tears, you know, in the skin and you could get secondary bacteria and things in there. But friction and rubbing from like sugar on your skin could potentially also aggravate acne. And so I'm not sure about the second portion, but I think washing with a bar soap is going to be helpful uh, for any type of acne-like skin condition. Now, sometimes acne is is beyond than just a little bit of bacteria on your skin. It's it can have a lot of other causes. So if you don't get better with this, then you need to see a dermatologist because you might need certain prescriptions or um, some other therapies. Okay, well, I think that's a really good jumping off point to talk about what is the stepwise approach that someone can take when they have acne going to the home remedies you can do and products you can just buy down at the drugstore and then going up to prescription level products. So why don't we start at the bottom for somebody who has mild acne, what are things that people can do, types of cream, supplements, medications available over the counter, et cetera? I mean, we're fortunate, you know, here in the U.S., we have access to so many great acne products, almost too many. Uh, And that's when some people get into trouble is they feel like the more stuff I use, the better it's going to be, the faster my acne is going to heal. And then it ends up backfiring. I usually recommend that you start with just one active for your acne. And that could be in a cleanser. It could be in a toner. It could be in a gel. But don't overdo it, especially if you're, you know, just starting out. If you're going to use an active and a cleanser, you can use like a salicylic acid cleanser, go down to the drugstore and get Neutrogena has one with 2% salicylic acid and you can wash with that twice a day. Make sure you moisturize right after because moisturizing is actually really important for acne. Acne is a condition where the skin barrier can get disrupted and moisturizers help strengthen and reinforce that skin barrier so a lot of people think well i have acne i shouldn't put cream or lotion on and that couldn't be further from the truth moisturizing is actually really important for breakouts Uh, and if you're going to use a medicated cleanser it's also important to know that you have to leave that cleanser on for at least 30 seconds for it to be effective Otherwise, you're better off you know, using an active that you leave on the skin. And some of my favorites, if you're just starting out, is Differin over-the-counter, which is Adapalene. Uh, and La Roche-Posay has an equivalent uh, Adapalene product called Effaclor. 
That used to be prescription. And in recent years, in the past five years, it's been made you know, to be over the counter. And that's a great gentle retinoid that you can use, uh, preferably at night. You want to just use a pea-sized amount all over at bedtime. And that really helps prevent the skin from clogging, helping the skin renew. And if you're just starting to break out, that may be all you really need. And then as, as months go by, you want to give it a, you know one or two months. And if you're not getting any better, then sometimes it's best to see a dermatologist because there's so many different types of acne that we see. And sometimes you need certain prescriptions. You've probably been hearing a lot about fungal acne that's sort of been going crazy on, on TikTok, which is actually due to a yeast. And sometimes those require certain prescriptions and, and medicated topicals that, you know, you may not know as, as a consumer um, what, what type you have or what direction to go to. When you talk about fungal acne, how could somebody get a sense if they have that versus bacterial acne? Yeah, so fungal acne is is actually a term that was coined by an influencer, but it's actually a yeast. It's a natural yeast that lives on the skin. And in certain conditions and with certain hormonal imbalances or certain you know, microbiomes, that fungus can overgrow and get inside the pores. And the way it looks is it comes up as little red dots uh, that are red. And characteristically, it can come up around the hairline, on the forehead area, and it comes up all at once. And it can be itchy. And a lot of times it has to do with if you sweat or keep the skin moist. Um, a lot of people wear hats and they never wash their hat and they do everything in the hat. You know, they'll go running in their hat, they walk, they jog, but people don't think to soak the hat once a week at least on, uh, you know, in, in, in detergent. So. It, that that's a very common cause of fungal acne. Or you might sweat and work out and um, uh, experience the fungal acne. Sometimes acne is is you know we see different types, all different types in 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 a given person. So fungal acne may just be a small part of what's going on on your skin. That's a great point because how many times have I ever washed my hat? Probably never. My cap, that's my cap, no cap, cap. Mm-hmm, yep, 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 I know, yeah, that's, and but you know what, some, some people's skin microclimate is able to adjust and control for limiting the growth of that yeast, and other people's skin just thrives on it. It's like they have this fertilizer on their skin for this yeast to grow on. And uh, particularly oils tend to be like that for this type of yeast. A lot of people use oils thinking, well, if I put oil on my skin, my skin won't produce as much oil and it will help my acne. That usually backfires if, if yeast is a component because the yeast loves to feed on the oils. That could also be a trigger. And what about other types of triggers? I want to get it more into other more involved treatments that a dermatologist would do for acne. But since you just talked about triggers, what are some other triggers? I know some people think sugar and chocolate or milk, uh, or is that individual? Like what's your understanding um, and opinion advice for people regarding triggers? 
said friction and rubbing that could certainly be a trigger like if people um, particularly teenagers that have to wear chin straps and so forth can can caught it can get that a lot of acne is hormonal as well so sometimes you're not doing anything wrong it's just you know the hormones that are shifting and that could certainly affect the skin and then other triggers people love to blame foods you know on on acne and the studies have shown particularly cow's milk to play a role, not sheep's milk or, you know, yogurt or whatnot, but particularly, specifically cow's milk and skim milk seems to uh, have some link to triggering acne. And then sugar is is another one, and that's just because the high sugar levels cause your insulin to go up and can, can... cause some disruption in your hormones that may play a role in acne. And then other triggers would be stress, not sleeping, you certainly play a role. And there's a new variant of acne that is directly linked to stress and not sleeping because that causes your cortisol hormone levels to go up and cortisone is a, is a big player for causing acne and that that type of acne can be just you know periodic here and there or you might just wake you know just realize one day all of a sudden you're just full of breakouts and that could be a surge in your cortisol level so sleep really important and good balanced diet and other factors you know people also talked about your hat but your pillowcases a lot of people forget to wash those Mm, of course (laughs) you're living in a dorm and you're not washing your pillowcases, that certainly could be a trigger. And then the phones. You know, we carry our phones everywhere, including going to the bathroom with it, uh, you know, going to the gym with it. And how many people wipe down their phones on a regular basis more than just once a day? Not a lot of people. So a recent study have also linked E. coli and staff. Once a day wiping the phone? How about like ever wiping the phone? Several times. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. how, oh, yeah, ever, how many people ever. never wipe their phone, right? Like everyone raises their hands pretty much. Right. So just using a little rubbing alcohol on a cotton ball and wiping down your phones. Sometimes it's little you know, habits like that. If you're trying all these things, but... You're forgetting about basic hygiene and whether you go and you you know, talk on the phone, put the phone to your cheek, or maybe you're texting all the time and, you know, you rub your face, you put on lotion and and so forth. So those are all um, big factors. And then makeup brushes, beauty blenders, those are all um, harbor bacteria and yeast. And a lot of people forget to wash that. So what about a role for the gut microbiome? That's a hot topic, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've learned that the gut microbiome and the bacteria in the gut have so much influence over so many parts of our health in the whole body. Is there a relationship with other studies with this, with acne as well? There certainly could be. And uh, we know that... Probiotics play a huge role in many skin conditions such as eczema or atopic dermatitis, seborrheic dermatitis, as well as acne, because you need that good natural yeast on your skin to keep things in check and balances. So if your gut flora is wiped out, uh, that 
could certainly affect your skin's microbiome. And a lot of people you use a lot of harsh chemicals, and now with the, with the explosion of skincare, you know, we're using so many products. You know, putting this on, washing it off, over cleansing, overdoing it, and that could certainly disrupt the the skin's microbiome as well. And um, a lot of skincare products have now put probiotics and prebiotics in their skincare line, and similar to how the gut, you know, functions, the skin has its own sort of good yeast. I recently had a patient. I see a lot of patients, but this one patient triggered me to go do some research on this.、Uh, but I see a lot of dry eye. Because of the eyelid condition called meibomian gland dysfunction, which is basically inflammation of the oils in the oil glands in the eyelids, and this patient also had acne rosacea, and it can be associated with acne rosacea too. And I was doing some digging in PubMed, the database for all the published abstracts of、uh, studies, and it turns out that they did. A evaluation using probiotics with people with acne rosacea, and it turns out that it actually helps a good portion of people with acne rosacea. And then if they're treating it, because a lot of times it's related to H. pylori in the stomach, and if they're treating, especially with antibiotics, the probiotics make a huge difference in terms of helping to reduce and. Resolve a lot of times the acne rosacea just because of the H. pylori connection and then the probiotic connection too. So it makes sense that you're seeing this improvement with probiotics on the skin, even directly on the skin too, for that matter. So I think that's really, really fascinating. So we're going to continue our conversation with Dr. Ozzy next week with more skincare and great insights that she has. In the meantime, do check her out on Instagram, on TikTok. And her website, and she's got incredible products that she's developed as well. And that's all on her website, LahoyaLaserDerm.com, and Lahoya is L-A-J-O-L-L-A LaserDerm.com. And of course, you'll find her on TikTok and Instagram. And she's really wonderful to follow and provides such great information out there. And we'll see you next week with our conversation with her. Thanks for listening to Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler's Health Show. To review the show notes for this episode, which includes a summary, key takeaways, and any links mentioned, visit nocaphealthshow.com. Don't miss another episode, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, make sure to follow Dr. Brian on TikTok at Brian Boxer Walkler MD. And remember, Dr. Brian is a real doctor, but he is not your doctor. He is here to provide general information, not medical advice. So you should always check with your doctor before relying on any information.